everybody good? Yeah, well, hey, it's good to see everyone. I know Casey already welcomed you, but if you're here for the first time, man, thank you for being our guest. We have this saying around here, once in the family, always in the family. So welcome to the Inflow family. You picked a good night to come because we're in a series called More Than Friends. And here's what we're talking about. We're talking about relationships, right, where the opposite gender, the way that God designed them to happen, the way that God, what the way that is best in our life. And so to catch us up and where we've been, I know some of you have been here the past few weeks, but some of you maybe you haven't. And so to catch us up, here's where we kind of started and the foundation of what we talked about was that the healthiest relationships with the opposite gender start as a friendship. And so we talked about in these middle school years, in these three years, man, it's fine to, you know, like people and even have boyfriends and girlfriends, but we would say the best thing to do is to focus on friendship with the opposite gender, right? So we talked about this idea, instead of trying to find the right person, because culture around us and media and songs and music and TV, it's all about focusing on finding the right person, finding Mr. Right or Miss Right or whatever, right, that meets all of our needs. And at the end of the day, instead of focusing on finding the right person, what if we focused on becoming the right person? And so what we talked about is then we would be healthier when that chapter of dating opens in our story, and we would attract people who are healthier. And so it's a win-win situation. And then last week, Casey did an incredible job. She talked about this idea that it's your perspective is your pick. Here's the thing. We live in a culture, and sometimes we think, and I did it. I was in middle school once, and so I remember these days that, like, if you like someone and they don't like you back, that it's kind of like the end of the world. Maybe not that drastic, okay, but it's like kind of a bummer because you like someone, and but they don't really like you, and... And so we, we get this, we, we have this perspective that, man, life is just terrible, and, you know, the person that I like doesn't like me or doesn't notice me, and, you know, Casey told the story of the skater boy that she, that she liked, you know, and didn't really notice her, but we talked about how, man, even besides this kind of stuff, like this relationship stuff, there's really some good stuff that God's probably doing in your life and through your life, maybe your family, maybe your friends, maybe, you know, a good grade you got on a test. I mean, there's happy things, there's things that are happening that have been really, really cool. Like, and that is up to you to have the right perspective. Instead of having the perspective that it all revolves around who do you like or who likes you back, life is bigger than that. Life is bigger than that. So here's what I want to talk about tonight. I actually do want to talk with you a little bit about the subject of dating. But before we get there, I want, to, I want us to all agree on something, okay? Here's what we know to be true. I bet you guys would agree that when dating begins to happen, when like this side of the room for the most part, because there's some girls over here, but when this side of the room, you know, actually starts to look the direction of this side of the room, right? that there's pressure that comes with that. Can we all agree there's some pressure that comes with that? Can we just agree to that? Cool, I'm the only one with my hand raised. Thanks, leaders. Okay, there we go. Okay. Here's what I mean by that, guys. There's pressure that comes because here's what happens. What happens is you want to 
your best. You want to put your best foot forward all the time, right? And so there's this pressure that comes with like trying to be perfect. Maybe that maybe not perfect is the right word, but trying to live your life in a way that man it impresses the other gender. You know, I know for guys, what we tend to do is we try to when that certain lady is around, and we might you know mess around with our friends so that they think that we're really cool, you know? That was what I used to do, guys. No, you're not going to admit it, but hey, it, nothing changes, right? And so we want to put our best foot forward, and sometimes we start becoming someone we're really not, you know? There's just this pressure that happens. Here's what I mean, too, is that sometimes, like, we, we might be with someone, you know, with a, a friend or someone like that. And we try to maybe make a face or make a gesture or do something that we think they don't know about. But actually, they do know about it. But here's the point that I'm making, right? The point that I'm making is that there's pressure that comes with dating. We try to impress the opposite gender. And with that, pressure just comes. And that's why I would say because of that pressure... You guys already have a lot going on in middle school. You got homework and trying to make straight A's. And if you play sports, you're trying to be the best athlete. And so your life, listen up, could potentially be characterized as pressure. It's just true. And so when you open the door to the opposite gender, you're welcoming even more pressure. But here's what I know. I know some of you are dating someone, or some of you have dated somebody, or some of you, you can date, right? And so here's what I want to do tonight. I want to give you a statement. I think this statement can really be a game changer for you. I know it's been a game changer for me. See, if you remember week one, we focused a lot on you. We said... Focus on being the right person rather than going and trying to find the right person. And tonight, what I want to do is I want to focus on who? I want to focus on the other person. So here's the statement. I want to give it to you. It's really simple. I want you to write it down. And here it is. When you start to date, make sure that they love God more than they like you. Let me say it again. When you start to date, Make sure that the other person, that they love God more than they like you. Students, this is huge. This is huge for dating relationships. This is huge for marriage relationships. And I'm going to explain why in just a second. But this is the single most important thing about a relationship that is a dating relationship that hopefully would one day lead to marriage, it is massive. It is at the center of being the most important thing. Let me tell you what happens. In the culture that we live in, in the belief system that we're surrounded by, oftentimes this is the one thing, the most important thing is the thing that kind of gets pushed to the side. Let me tell you an example. A couple weeks ago, I was on the bridge talking to one of you, I don't know if you're in here or not, won't embarrass you, but I was talking to a student in middle school, and we got to talking about um, whether or not this person had a boyfriend or girlfriend. 
not even going to tell you which because I don't want to reveal the gender of the person I was talking to. But we just kind of bantered back and forth. And so I asked their name and I said, well, what is their favorite you know, type of food? And what is their favorite thing to do for fun? You know, I just kind of wanted to see, do they really know? Then I even asked, do you know their last name? And the person was like, But here's the point. What's up? I got to the question. I said, well, do they love Jesus? And they paused. And they said, I think so. And you might laugh at that, but I want you to understand the importance of that. See, when we start today, it is so essential. It is so foundational. That the person we're interested in, the person that we like, the person that we want to date, loves God more than they love Jesus. And see, our senior pastor, Kevin Myers, he spoke about this a couple of years ago. And he was talking about the story of Mary. You guys know Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus who birthed the Savior into the world. He was talking about Mary's relationship with God. And, and I want you to understand, before I play this clip, I want you to give the context. DK, our senior pastor, sat around with about 10 to 15 ladies, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and had a conversation with them about relationships. And even more than that, relationships with God. Right? So it is directed more towards ladies, but everything that he says is for both genders. And everything he says is really, really good. So don't miss it. Don't talk during this. I want you to listen to what is being said about this whole idea of relationships. So take a listen. It's been understood. And in the midst of this, I think, Mary, if anybody has a chance to step up and say, I, I had to choose who and what I would treasure. I think Mary has earned that. She was very young when she determined that she would treasure God over a guy. And as I sat with the 10 women, chatted with my wife, sat inside this story, I think it's true that it's a modern day temptation for women to put a guy before God. And the cure, the solution, <laughs> is to find your, your sense of security, identity, and somebody in God first. And if you find that in God first, then you won't have to get that from a guy. You won't even have to get that from your husband. If, if you will find that in God first, if you will find your identity, if you will find your security, if you will find your sense of somebody wrapped up in who God is and who he made you to be, you won't have to go get that from a guy. And when you have to get that from a guy, you become desperate. And desperate is blind. And desperate usually does dumb. And we see it all over the place in our culture. And we know it's true. We just hardly talk about it. Now some women are going to say, I would, I would never find my identity security in a guy. I know no better than that. You, you've moved on to something else. But some you find your security, your identity, and sense of somebody in your body. And the culture celebrates that and encourages it. Or find your identity and sense of somebody in your career. 
or find it in your possessions. The point being, I think Mary would tell us, is anything other than in God is going to leave you soul empty. I love what, that, what he said last. He said, anything other than in God is going to leave you, is going to leave me soul empty. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, God must be first. God must be first. God must be the priority. God must be the foundation. God must be at the center. God must be first. And I want you to see this. Imagine this bullseye representing the relationships that are in our life. Okay? And so what PK is saying is that at the core, we have God. God is the center. God is our first priority. God is the one that we're living for, right? That is, he, he is first. We love God more than we like someone else and vice versa. And let's just say that this circle represents the people that influence you and this circle represents the people that you influence, all right? This is kind of the concentric circles of the relationships that we have in our lives. And here's what he's saying is that if you don't treasure God over a guy or treasure God over a young lady, what happens oftentimes, right, is that this circle, let's say it's this person, comes into the center and God goes out here. And what happens is God just kind of gets put on the back burner, if you will. And then what happens is we start to put unrealistic expectations on a person to meet all of our needs when a person cannot meet needs that only God can meet. That's what happens. It happens all of the time. It happens all of the time. This is why you see Hollywood couples break up all the time. Because what happens is they put people in places that people cannot meet their desires. People cannot meet their needs. A crush or someone you like or someone that likes you cannot meet those needs. He even said this, my spouse, my wife, if I am looking to her to fulfill my significance in the world, I'm putting unrealistic expectations on her. And if she looks to me, to fulfill her security, then she's putting unrealistic expectations on me. And so see how it works is what happens is when we start to date, ultimately what happens is that this other person starts to consume us, starts to be all we think about. I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder if they like this shirt. I wonder if they, if they think I'm pretty enough. I wonder if she thinks I'm cool enough. And it just consumes us. And then what happens is we put them in the center. And then it doesn't work out. You see, that's the point of what I want you to see tonight, is that God has to be first. And here's the reality. Here's the reality. Most of us in this room, most of you in middle school, in this room, you, you, this is really hard to do. Or excuse me. This is actually really easy to do. It's really easy to allow a person to take God's place. It just is. It just is. Because the culture celebrates when we have a date or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. 
It's just it's the way that the way that it is. And the reality, right, is that God is the only one that can meet your needs. You've heard this before. We all have a God-shaped hole or a God-filled void in our life, and only He can fill the void that we have. See, God must be first. Here's what Jesus said. He said, "You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind." This is the first and the greatest command. The greatest commandment, the greatest thing that He could say is that we would love Him with all that we are. In other words, that He would be at the center. Not another person. Not a boyfriend. Not a girlfriend. Not even a friend. And this is why dating is filled with pressure. Because when you open that chapter of your story, you welcome pressure like this to come into your life. And most of you, it's going to be really hard for you not to allow another boy or girl to take that center stage. Just choose. And so here's my, my thought on it. I'll share this with you, with you really quickly, and then we'll get really practical. I think the best thing to do is to wait today. Let me explain why. Not only that picture, not only the the pressure that comes with it, right? But it's not even, and I'm not saying this, I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a girlfriend or wrong to have a boyfriend. Not saying that at all. Maybe you do, and that, hey, you know what? That's up to you and your parents. But I think the best thing is to wait. It's kind of like this. How many of you guys have DVR, TiVo, you know, you can pause and play and watch and does anybody even watch live television anymore? Hardly anybody, right? Well, let me tell you what I really love about DVR, all right? Let me tell you what I love about it. I love that, hey, man, if I'm watching a show or I'm watching a game, you know, I'm watching, you know, Tennessee whip up on Georgia or something like that. Uh, we, know that does, we know that doesn't happen anymore. But if I'm watching a game and suddenly I just have to go to the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to miss a play. I don't want to miss an important moment in the game. And so I just, I just hit the pause button. Isn't that a beautiful thing when you just hit the pause button? You don't have to miss anything. You don't have to miss the touchdown, right? Go to the bathroom. Maybe I got to get a snack, get a snack. Come back, sit down, hit play. And there I go, I watch the game, and I'm even able to skip through some of the commercials, right? I love the pause button. And that's my encouragement to you tonight, is to simply hit the pause button. To simply say, you know what, these three years, I am, I'm going to focus on just being a really great friend with those who are of the opposite gender, because I don't want all that pressure. And I'm just going to focus on that. But here's what I know, and this is where we're going to take a turn for just a few minutes, is some of you, like I've already said, you're dating, you've dated, you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend. So I wanted to give you some practical thoughts. And then here's what's really cool is next week, Casey and I, we're going to be on stage together. We're going to be answering questions that maybe you are asking and things that you have wanted to ask. And so next week is going to be a really fun time. It's going to be really practical, but for tonight, I want to answer three things. One is when. When should
Okay, let me tell you what I think, other than hitting pause, is this. I think you should talk to God first, and I think you should talk to your pastor. Let me tell you why. Because God must be first. We've already talked about this one. You know, the Bible says it like this. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask God. Talk to God. See, when you should date is different for everyone in this room. Talk to God. Talk to your parents. And I think that would be a really good place to start. Here's another thought about this. Two words, time and memory. It takes time in your life, right? It takes time to get to a place when you're ready to make significant memories with someone of the opposite gender. It just takes It takes time. And every time you experience something or do something with someone of the opposite gender, it becomes a memory. My hope and prayer would be that things that you choose to do would not cause regret in your life. Time and memory. Secondly is this, why? Why do we date? Is it because it's fun? Is it because we want to look cool? Is it because we want to get to know someone? Is it because we're afraid of being alone? Is it because we want to marry that person? Is it because we're afraid of feeling empty in life? See, the interesting thing, students, is that the Bible doesn't really talk about dating. It has principles that are around, you know, dating principles that are, are, are you know, things that you want to apply to dating relationships, but it doesn't really talk specifically about dating. A lot of times, back in the Bible, marriages were arranged by the parents. And can you guys imagine if your parents just got to arrange who you would marry? Would that be nuts? That would be nuts, man. But that's what happened. Most marriages were arranged. Listen up, listen up. Most marriages were arranged. And the Bible doesn't speak to dating, but here's, here's what I want to say. There is not a single person on this earth that could meet the needs that you have that God can meet. There's not. And so when you look to another person to meet the needs that only God can meet, not the best relationship you can have. Not the way that God designed it to be. And honestly, dating is really for the purpose of marriage. And I don't think that, I don't know, but I would be willing to guess that most of you may not be ready to get married yet. May not be ready to get married yet. Alright? And lastly is this, lastly is this, listen up, listen up. Imagine that you are just about to be in a dating relationship, or maybe you are, maybe this talk hits you because you are in a dating relationship right now. Here's some questions. Think about this. Thinking leads to curiosity, and curiosity always leads to questions. And so here's some questions that maybe would be appropriate for you to ask when it comes 
date. Listen to this. Is the person that I'm dating the kind, are they the kind of person that I want to be myself? In other words, do they inspire you to be a better person? Here's another question that you could ask. Is the person that I am dating, or is my life getting any better or any worse because of the person that I'm dating? Some of you may look at that question and you may think, that's silly. I talk to students all the time. Listen up. I've talked to so many students that know they're in a relationship they shouldn't be in because of the way the person treats them, but they're still in the relationship. So if you just ask yourself that one question, maybe it would be the right answer of what you see. How about this one? Is my relationship with my parents, is it better or is it worse because of the person that I'm dating? That's a great question to ask. Listen up. And then looking at how they treat their parents or how they treat the people they live with. Very important. How about this one? Are my grades? Getting better or worse because of the person that I'm dating. All these guys, man, they're going downhill. That's what you guys said. But hey, listen up, listen up. That's because you're probably spending too much time either thinking about them or talking to them instead of studying. Here's the last question, and then we're going to pray and wrap it up. This is the most important question, and I don't want you to miss it. Don't miss this. Is my faith, is my relationship with God, is it growing stronger, or is it getting weaker because of the person that I'm dating? Students, listen. That is a question worth, worth answering and worth asking. Because listen, if the person that you're dating is not influencing you to get closer and to grow in your relationship with God, then it's not the right person. It's that simple. It's not the right person if they're not encouraging you to grow in your relationship with God. And I know that you may not agree with everything that we've talked about tonight, but hopefully these are some thoughts. These are some, some things that maybe, maybe you might want to talk with your small group or your connection group about them. Here's my caution. Oftentimes what happens is in middle school, the people that we're listening to and the people we're talking to are other people that are in middle school. Probably not the best idea. Talk to someone that's older, that has more wisdom, experience, small event leader, your parents, someone that you can trust, maybe a family member that's older than you are. At the end of the day, the most important thing is that when you start dating, make sure they love God more than they like you. Make sure they're in a place where they have put God in the center and you are not more important than them. Because think about it. You're liking someone that puts God at the center, and you're putting God at the center. And when you when you combine that, it's a great thing. It's a force for the kingdom. And that's what my prayer would be for 
each and every one of you whenever this chapter opens in its doors.